Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is a test of the emergency podcast system. It is a true emergency. Quick, run. We love aliens. We're in. We're in. Happy Ween. Happy Ween. Um, this is a special episode. We are doing trick or treat. Trick or treat for Halloween. Um, Kayla, do you want to explain this episode real quick? I I can try. (laughs) Do you want to try to explain this episode real quick? I would love to. So here's what we're gonna do. Maggie and I have prepared tricks and treats for one another, (laughs) and we are going to trick or treat, and then pick one randomly, and then. Deliver the trick or the treat. Correct. Did I do it? I think you did a great job. Okay, great. Uh, Also, just a quick warning. My treats are long, but my tricks are pretty short. So I think they'll even out, but I just want to warn you, if you get like a trick right away and it's like one sentence or something, then don't worry (laughs) about it. (laughs) They're not all like that. Okay, great. I'm ready. Great. Do you want to go first or should I go first? What does going first entail? I had that thought. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we flipped a coin, but we didn't call it. (laughs) Right after I said it, I was like, what you just said doesn't make any sense. Um, Um, Would you like to trick or treat first or should I trick or treat first? um, I don't know. (laughs) You. Mm. Okay. Trick or treat. Okay, so now I, like, pick one from my bowl, right? Yeah. To give to you? Yeah. And it's a trick or a treat? Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. I'm so excited. I'm really okay. excited. Oh, good. Okay, you got treat number three. Okay. Okay. Treat number three is called You're Invited. And essentially, I'm going to ask you to pick a number between 1 and 36, and then I'm going to read you three explanations of Olsen Twins films as <gasps> described by Rachel Handler in the article Every oh, Mary-Kate Nashley Olsen God. Movie Ranked by Surreality. <laughs> so just so everyone knows, Kayla and I have like a couple of favorite things that have ever happened on the internet and one of them is this incredible article by Rachel Handler where she ranked every Mary-Kate Nashley Olsen movie by surreali- Surreality. It's an incredible article. So It's my favorite. I'm going to go ahead and say it's my favorite thing on the internet. Yeah. I think it's like tied with me for me with the cracked article about the darkest moment in the history of television. Oh my god, you're right. Which you're is right. the family feud episode with the Lawrence brothers. Um You're absolutely. So, right. <laughs> so you're going to pick a number between 1 and 36 and you get to do 3 of them and I'm oh my going god. to read. Oh my god. Them to you. I'm so excited. Let me just pull it up real quick. Oh no, here I have it. Okay, I'm ready. Oh my Give God. me a number. Okay. Twelve. Twelve. The Adventures of Mary Kate and Ashley: The Case of the Sea World Adventure, 1995. <laughs> the names: 
Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, owners and purveyors of the Olsen and Olsen Mystery Agency. Yes. The plot. This is one of the darkest and most socially aware films in the <laughs> twins' repertoire. Stunningly, they have not just one, but two parents, and the parents have an actual plot line. Wow. They're dolphin trainers who have discovered a way to communicate with whales and dolphins. The dad is hot, and their parents are far too sexually interested in each other for a children's movie. Moving on. The twins are in search of a mystery, and they find one when they stumble upon what they believe to be a dead body in the woods. Jesus Christ. The lesson. Do not go to SeaWorld. The most surreal moment. The twins calmly walk around trying to find a corpse for 27 minutes. They board a cruise ship alone in pursuit of said corpse. They sneak onto said cruise ship inside a gigantic box. It turns out the whole thing was actually a ruse designed by the horny parents boss, Mr. Kramer, to get them all on a cruise ship for a nice family vacation. Jesus Christ. Incredible. Just like so So good. good. So good. Okay, give me another number. Okay. Um, are they in order of the article, or did you mix it up? No, they're in order of the article. Okay, so I'm getting smart then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, but, so I'm going to go 36. Okay, great. <laughs> 36, which is the least surreal. Damn it, no, wait. <laughs> is I winning London. No, 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 I want one. <laughs> no. Okay, fine. I'll give you... That was a mulligan. Thank you. I'm mixed around. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I'm getting smart. Picks the actual opposite <laughs> of what you wanted. I thought okay. I was being smart. <laughs> Number one, New York Minute, 2004. The names, Jane and Roxy Ryan. Roxy. The plot. New York Minute is the last film to ever feature both Olsen twins and the last released by Dual Star, the twins' privately owned production brand. Released in theaters just before the twins turned 18 and evaporated into thin air, it hits every Olsen trope. One, Jane, played by Ashley, is, wait for it, neurotic with glasses and straight hair, and Roxy, played by Mary Kate, is deranged with curls. Jane uses... (laughs) Jane uses toilet seat liners on her personal toilet and wants to go to Oxford. Roxy skips school to go to a metal show and wants to be a rock star. Imagine if their parents had named them in opposite order. Chaos. They are not friends. <laughs> Two, their father, played they by Dr. Are... Drew, for literally no reason, oh my is widowed. The oh film feat follows Roxy and Jane as the former tries to get her demo to a famous Blink-182-esque band and as the latter tries to give a speech to win a college fellowship. Three, both encounter a series of increasingly insane roadblocks as they attempt to achieve their goals, including four, becoming incidentally embroiled in an international scandal. Five, they are abducted briefly twice. Six, at the end, after an identity swap, they seven, realize they love each other even though one wears a red beret and the other wears a pink suit. And both eight, make out with a boy. The lesson, you can make the same movie 36 times and still make $14 million in U.S. box office. The most surreal moment. This film is gorgeously demented. (laughs) Where to begin? (laughs) Roxy wears flip-flops around Manhattan on purpose. New York City is depicted as a kaleidoscope of horrors full of criminals and filthy alcoholics, but also so small that it's possible to accidentally run into the same eight people all day long. Jane scolds Roxy for helping a homeless man. Instances of casual racism include the twins entering a black hair salon and saying, we're not in Kansas anymore, and a white villain putting on a stereotypical Asian accent for the duration of the film. An entire scene centers on the comedy of having to use a bodega bathroom and ends with Jane falling down the toilet. Later, the girls end up inside a sewer. Eugene Levy is a truancy offer whose entire life is based around stalking and exposing Roxy. The Osbournes have supporting roles. A key plot point revolves around a dog taking a shit. Most upsettingly, they spend an inordinate amount of time in Times Square. (laughs) Unbelievable. So I think that's going to wrap your invited since uh, we don't have a lot of time and you went right to number one. So (laughs) treats on tricks on me. I loved that. Thank you for my treat. Yes, you're welcome. Oh, my God. Okay, you ready? Yes. Say it. I, I'm ready. Trick or treat. You have to say it like you're trick or treating. Trick or treat. Okay. You got a treat. Hooray. <gasps> oh my God, my favorite. 
favorite treat. Ready? Yeah. You're going to play the Friends Trivia episode game. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. Okay, ready? (laughs) Yes. One, category, fears and pet peeves. What is Monica's biggest pet peeve? Oh, my God. Wow, I'm not. I'm really surprised, actually, that this was like not coming to me right away. Well, it came out of nowhere. So, yeah. Uh, it's not her towel closet. That's a different question. Oh my god, I don't know. You ready? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be so mad. Animals dressed as humans. Oh, I knew it. I'm so mad. I didn't guess it. Okay. Category, fears and pet peeves. According to Chandler, what phenomenon scares the bejesus out of him? <laughs> um, oh, my God. Wait, why? I'm like, my brain is so dead. I'm like blanking on all you of You know these. this one. You know I know them. I do. Um, oh, Riverdance. Name no. it. Uh, Riverdance, Lord of the Dance. <laughs> Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance. Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance. <laughs> Damn it, I was so I know. <laughs> but it's basically River Dance, so I think I, that counts. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Category, it's all relative. Monica and Ross had a grandmother who died. Chandler and Joey went to her funeral. <laughs> Name that grandmother. Um, it starts with an A, and mm-hmm. he's like, I gave it a shot. And he's like, you're shooting with blank? And he's like, nice shooting. Um, but what is he <laughs> shooting with? You're um, right about the A. It's like Agnes. No, 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 no. Uh, Same vibe. Art, uh... Althea. You're shooting with yep, Althea. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> nice shooting. Okay, category, literature. Every week, the TV guide comes to Chandler and Joey's apartment. What name appears on the address label? Oh, oh, I know this one. It goes to Chandler. Incorrect. That is Miss Chandler Bong. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> category, it's all relative. What is the name of Chandler's father's Las Vegas all-male burlesque Shit. show? Um... Okay, I feel like I don't know this off the top of my head. I don't know. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are moving into the lightning round. Okay, great. I'm I'm great at lightning rounds. I know you are. What did she okay. say? <laughs> She's like lightning rounds or her thing or something. Okay, I'm ready. Rachel claims this is her favorite movie. Weekend or no, sorry. Uh, D- Dangerous li- uh, Liaisons. Correct. Her actual favorite movie is? Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> In what part of her body did Monica get a pencil stuck at age 14? Whisper, whisper, whisper. Ew, no, her ear. <laughs> Monica categorizes her towels. How many categories are there? Guest, fancy, fancy guest, 11. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> what is Joey's favorite food? Uh, it's, it's like Pizza. Spaghetti. Sandwiches. sandwiches. Fuck. Chandler was, was how old when he first touched a girl's breast? I don't know. 18? Thanks, man. 21? 19. 19. Fuck. They guess, they guess 14 and they 14. answered 19. <laughs> Shit. Okay, I was close. Okay. Joey had an imaginary childhood friend. What was his name? Maurice. And his profession was? Space cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Nailed it. What is Chandler Bing's job? <laughs> oh, he's a tr- trans transponster. Trans- trans- <laughs> That's not even a word. So I would have accepted transponster or IT procurement manager with the speciali- specialization statistical analysis and data reconfiguration. Yeah, I was not going to get that. <laughs> he's a transponster. They never say it in the show. No. Someone, the person that I took these questions from just like, new I guess that's great anyway that's your treat thanks okay ready mm-hmm trick or treat okay you got trick number three okay which is <clears throat> oh you're gonna hate this this trick is called no <laughs> so <laughs> I make this noise that Kayla hates <laughs> And Kayla hates it. So for the rest of the episode, anytime that Kayla says the secret word, which is a word that I have chosen that she will not know, but I will tell the listeners, and I'm sure she'll figure it out almost immediately. Every time she says the word, I'm going to say the sound that she hates. 
So I'm going to mute myself so I can tell the listeners what the word is. I'm furious. The magic word is so. Okay, we're ready. Oh my God, I'm so angry. No! (laughs) Your turn. Is it angry? No, trick or treat. Is it so? I only said three words. You're not allowed to guess. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna make the sound when you say it. You're gonna figure it out. Okay. Did you trick or treat? Trick or treat. Okay, another treat. Nice. So, here's. I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) Now I know what it is, but unfortunately, it's a word I say constantly. Did you pick it beforehand? Yeah. I hate you. Yeah. Here's your treat, even though I'm mad at you. (laughs) You've been so busy that you don't really get time to do dumb stuff on the internet anymore. This is true. So I'm going to give you a little break. Yeah. (laughs) And you get to take a BuzzFeed quiz. Oh, my God. I love this. Here are your choices. Okay. Tacos? (laughs) No. (laughs) What percent zombie are you? Eat some food in every color and we'll reveal which animal you are on the inside. (laughs) Sort these celebs into a Hogwarts house and find out what type of tea you are. Or build an ice cream sundae and we'll reveal what your Halloween vibe is. Halloween vibe sundae. Halloween vibe? Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. First, pick an eating surface. Bowl, cup, plate, or mug? Bowl. Okay. Pick a flavor of ice cream. Cotton candy, chocolate, strawberry, rainbow sherbet, vanilla, mint chocolate chip, birthday cake, or rocky road? Chocolate chip. No, sorry. That's not an option. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like chocolate chip. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Not an uh, option. Pick a topping sauce. Butterscotch, caramel, cherry, chocolate, strawberry, marshmallow, hot fudge. Chocolate. You want chocolate or hot fudge? Chocolate. Okay. I don't want hot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Add a topping. Chopped candy bars, M&Ms, mini marshmallows, chocolate chips, gummy bears, sprinkles, or whipped cream. Or no thanks. M&M. Oh my God, it's just all chocolate. Well, Yeah, I was just going to say. Add a type of nut. Peanuts, almonds, walnuts, cashews, Pecans, macadamia nuts, pistachios. Ooh, macadamia nuts. Ooh, uh, add a left tropical. Add some fruits: strawberries, Mm. blueberries, raspberries, (laughs) banana, pineapple, cherries, coconut. No thanks. Raspberries. We made very different Sundays. You got the eater. You love Halloween, but your favorite part is all the free candy you get. I don't know if that's true. I don't I think, think that, it's true. I can understand why they would think that based on the fact that I only chose chocolate. <laughs> but it's just not true. I got the decorator, which I guess that's is kind true. Of true. I'm just going to say that's true because you still had Halloween stuff up from last year. You mean I just have Halloween decorations as regular decorations? Yes, correct. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay, your turn. Trick or treat. <clears throat> I almost said trick. <laughs> okay. Oh, you got trick number two. Oh, no. Trick number two is... Oh, this is good. It's actually not a trick for you. It's a trick on someone else. Trick number two is called I, 18 female, left my laptop open and my sister, <laughs> 15 female, replaced everything in my hobbies and passions section on my resume with just garlic bread as a joke. I unknowingly <laughs> sent it out to about 20 to 30 businesses and now I have no idea what to do about it. <laughs> Non-romantic. Yes, Reddit, I know how hilarious this sounds, and I promise this is not a joke, as I am genuinely freaking out right now. I am soon finishing up secondary school, and I'm looking for my very first job for the summer, so when I was filling out my resume, I didn't have a lot of experience to mention, so I decided to do a hobbies and passions section, taking advice from others. I stupidly left my laptop out on a kitchen table today while I went to shop to get some tea, and my gobshite of a sister thought it would be the joke of the century to delete my hobbies and passions section and replace everything with a single bullet point saying, garlic friend. (laughs) 
Now, I have closed the Word document, saving it before leaving. She opened it, changed it without telling me, saved it, and closed it before I came back. She knows bloody well that I'm looking for jobs at the moment, and she knew I'd spend the afternoon working on my resume. I came home with the tea anyway, and since I was happy with my resume, I didn't bother to recheck it. I had no idea someone would change it to garlic bread while I was gone. I sent it to multiple job applications from an online hiring site, which had places hiring in my town. I'd say I sent this garlic bread resume to about 20 to 30 institutions total. It was only after I sent them that I decided to recheck my resume. When I noticed the horrific alteration, <laughs> I am absolutely mortified. I immediately confronted my sister about it, getting a strong sense that she was the most likely culprit, and she thought it was fucking hilarious. She literally laughed until she cried <laughs> while I was standing there nearly crying from stress and mortification. My sister has always been a joker, and she gets away with bloody murder, but this was so serious. I'm sick of her pulling off the shite to everyone around her, thinking it's funny or cool or something. It was only when I explained it to it was only when I explained to her the full seriousness of the situation that she coughed and apologized. I'm not sure if she was being genuine, but the words I'm sorry definitely left her mouth. Oh my god. Then she had the audacity to blame me for it. Asking why I hadn't checked it before sending it off. I screamed at her that I had checked it multiple times before leaving to get tea and didn't expect anyone else to change it while I was gone. Um, I'm just going to skip a bit. Um, Technically, it is true that the garlic bread is a passion of mine. Simply because it's delicious. But absolutely, it is, or obviously it is not resume worthy. The businesses probably think I'm taking the piss and it's extremely unprofessional. (laughs) I'm so annoyed that this is my first impression in the working world. I'm not even hired and I fucked it up already. Should I resend my application with the resume fixed? Should I move on and forget about the places I applied and apply to new businesses with a rectified resume? Should I just fucking move town at this point since I clearly (laughs) made a fool of myself already? TLDR, my little sister changed my hobbies and passions section on my resume to garlic bread as a (laughs) job. And I sent it out to 20 or 30 businesses in my town unknowingly. I have no idea how to fix this. Oh, my God. I can't breathe. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's God, so that good. got me so good. Oh, my God. My tummy hurts. Mine, too. That's so funny. Okay. That's so funny. <laughs> That's something that we would do to each other, I, I love think. that it's one bullet point. <laughs> opened it and <laughs> saved it and closed it. I know it's genius. <laughs> so funny. It's so good. Okay. Oh. Trick or treat. Okay. Trick. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's your trick. <laughs> I am going to make you take the <laughs> the first section of the written permit test for driver's license. Oh my god. I'm so okay. nervous. Right. Ready? Yeah. Okay, number Born one. ready. When driving in fog, rain, or snow, no. use <laughs> low beams, high beams, or fog lights only. Low beams? I, I think you're supposed to use... Here's the thing. I feel like it's never legal to use your high beams. But, like, everyone just does it, but then when another car comes, they turn them off. So I'm not really sure. I, I'm going to say high beams, but I think if I I think if I think was really taking the test, I would say low beams to be safe. Okay. Number two. When driving under snowy or icy conditions, it is safe to use your cruise control... Make speed and directional changes more gradually than you would otherwise, or drive as you would under normal conditions. Okay, the second one, you can't use cruise control. (laughs) Great. Number three, when you see this sign, it is a yellow circle with an X and two R's. Railroad crossing. Well, let me give you the options. (laughs) When you see this sign, you... Are approaching a railroad crossing and should prepare to stop. 
will always stop at the upcoming railroad crossing or should stop and wait for a signal before crossing the railroad tracks? Oh, that's like a trick question. I know. I would stop and wait for a signal. What if there's not a signal? I think that sign is like a warning that you're approaching a railroad crossing. So are approaching a railroad crossing and should prepare to stop? Okay. Four. If a truck or bus is making a right turn where you also need to make a right turn, you should quickly turn before the truck (laughs) or bus is able to, wait until the truck or bus turns before you turn, or... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Squeeze between the truck or bus and the curb. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Wait until they go. Okay, five. You should increase the distance between your vehicle and the vehicle ahead when you are following a small passenger vehicle, are being tailgated by another driver, or are driving more slowly than the posted speed limit. Mm, all of those times. I know, um, right? I guess when you're driving more slowly, but also when you're being tailgated. Yeah. I'm going to say when you're being tailgated. Okay. That's what I That seems like a chaotic, neutral answer. Yeah. I also do not know the answers to these, so we're learning together. (laughs) Six. In which of the following scenarios should your wheels not be pointed straight ahead? When waiting to make a left turn at a traffic light, when parked on a hill or sloping driveway, or when parked on the side of a level roadway where there is no curb. Parked on a hill, bitch. All right, let's grade this section. I'm so excited. Okay. When driving in fog and rain or snow, you should use your low beams. Uh, I was right. You were right. But I guessed wrong. That's the only one you got wrong. Wow, I passed? I mean, you passed the section. Take that. <laughs> that, that, that'll California. show me <laughs> show me who's the, ba- the boss the driver <laughs> show me who the bus driver is <laughs> Mr. Walk me to the walkway fuck you not my chair not my problem who bought this floor <laughs> that was good that was a trick but I was did that it was that a trick yeah I but mean, I did you it did, you did really well thank you all right Trick or okay. treat. Your turn. I feel like you're just going to get another trick for some reason, but there really are three of each. Okay, you got treat number one. Treat number one is called An AI Bot Generated Its Own Goosebumps Inspired <gasps> Scary Story. So, for the listeners, oh my Kayla God. and I used to do a live stream where we would read Goosebumps Choose Your Own Scare and we would let the listeners pick what happened next. And it was like our favorite thing we ever did. Uh, we would love to do it again. We would love to do it on the podcast, but we, I think, are cautious about copyright. So if we ever get permission to do that, we are going to do it. But for now, what we're going to do is read the first, I'm going to read you the first couple pages of the AI generated oh Goosebumps Choose Your Own God. Adventure. I'm so excited. And also, by the way, I haven't read it. I like, <gasps> I glanced at the first couple paragraphs and I was like, this is perfect. How did you find this? I was trying to find a Goosebumps Mad Lib to do with Ooh. you, and there are none. There's oh one, actually, but it's bizarre, and it's, like, not written properly. Okay, so we'll just, we'll reach out to RL, and we'll yes. create a Mad Libs book with Correct. him. Correct. Correct. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Go, 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 go. Frogs. Why did it have to be frogs? You're psyched for some school <laughs> Already, time. Already, it's perfect. <laughs> I know. You're psyched for some school time. Okay, here's the thing, by the way. They fed this AI, like, 50 choose-your-own scares. So this is what it came up with. Like, this is what it thinks a scary story is. It's already correct. Oh, I should also just say, for anyone that doesn't already know what I'm talking about, they took an artificial intelligence neural network, and they gave it a bunch of Goosebumps books as examples, and then it asked it to create its own based on what it, like, essentially learned from the books. So it's going to be bonkers. Will you start from the top? Yes. <clears throat> frogs. I just want to hear the first line. Why does it have to be frogs? You're psyched for some school time, but your cousin made you miss the bus. Now you'll be late for sports. No problem, <laughs> she says. You can just do walking through zombie forest. <laughs> do you dare beat feet through scary woods? If you do, you might get a magic sword or even a soda can from a ghostly horse. But how will you hold it either when your hands are made of sand? 
maybe you should stay home where the toys are. But be careful. You could wake up one day and find yourself married with vampires. <laughs> this married scary adventure. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. This scary adventure is all about you. You decide what will happen and how terrifying the scares will be. Start on page one, then follow the instructions at the bottom of each page. You make the choices. If you choose well, you might strike a mummy in the face. But if you make the wrong choice, beware. So take a deep breath, cross your fingers, and turn to page one to give yourself goosebumps. Oh my god, this is phenomenal. I know. And I'm going to give a link to this because we're only going to read like one or two more pages. So I want everyone to be able to read it. I don't think it's okay that we have to eat yogurt every day, your cousin complains. (laughs) You keep your mouth shut. You like yogurt. It's Thursday morning and your cousin Zoe are choking, and you and your cousin Zoe are choking down breakfast before classroom. Zoe's been staying with you ever since your aunt was stabbed by that man. (laughs) Okay, casual. Uh, Ever since your aunt was stabbed by that man, and she's way, way cool. She's just as tall as you are, and she has the most amazing scent you've ever seen. Sometimes you bump into her on purpose. Oh, my God. Eat the fruit at the bottom before you're covered in late, your mom says as she hurries down the stairs. You're not too young to get the hook, you know? What? You've (laughs) You've never seen the hook, but you know that's a threat. Can we start saying that? (laughs) You're not too young to get the hook, you know? Yeah, we can. Come on, Aunt Mom, Zoe wants. <laughs> Can't we have some fun foods instead? Shh, you shush her. Your mom scoops some cheese sauce into her purse and promises to be home in time for dinner. Orange peels and schmear. What schmear, you wonder? But she's already out the door. I'm not going to eat the rest of this, Zoe tells you once your mom's out of ear distance. Uh-oh. <laughs> ha ha, very joke, you reply. <laughs> Sometimes Zoe's sense of humor isn't so cool. Chomp down or we won't be at school. School is so cool, you think? You can barely believe you get to go somewhere so cool. Miss Feeble is your favorite teach lady because she cries like a wimp every single day. Your school books are really heavy, like bricks made of facts. That's actually great. I love bricks made of facts. And you have friends, Brad. You and Brad are just alike. He's, he's exactly the same height as you, and he loves it's your cousin's Brad feet. Brad Yes, it says, and you have friends, semi-colon, no, colon, Brad, period. <laughs> you and Brad are just alike. He's exactly the same height as you, and he loves your cousin's feet. Connie you met him last summer at Lip Smacking Contest. <laughs> Brad won, of course, but you got a couple of good smacks in, too. He has a sarcastic remark for everything, but unlike Zoe, he never goes too far. I'm the king of not kidding, Zoe insists. Let's make garlic bread or peanut butter pancakes. You can't believe it. She's serious. You have to admit it. It feels like a pancakes kind of day, but the, ba- the batter crate is empty. You'd have no choice but to call Pancakes Rocky, <laughs> who used to be your stepdad. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I want to hear that one again. You'd have no choice but to call Pancakes Rocky, who used to be your stepdad. (laughs) There just isn't plenty of time. We can't, you tell her. Sal, the bus driver, hates me, and he'll be here in the next few. Wait, is that the sound of rubber wheels and yellow? Ah! (laughs) So that's where I'm going to leave you. Um, Oh, my God. You're about to miss the bus, and I'm going to leave a link in the show notes and also on our Instagram. That was um, unbelievable. It's And it only gets better. Uh, like, that was... Some highlights from the next page are, I'm not sure what to do, you cry. You're pathetic. <laughs> Don't be wet, Zoe tells you. We can just go to school on foot. And growth spurt, you tell Coach Curly. You're not going through the whole horrible story again, especially when it killed you. <laughs> So that's the AI oh my bots God, that's version of a so goosebumps. So good. Here's the thing: is that it's almost indistinguishable. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's like your f- cousin comes to town. It's always your cousin she, Zoe. Yeah, she is like the like the one with the spunk, and she's gonna drag you along for the ride. And then there's always Brad, and he it's always is you your friend, your friend, and your cousin. Yeah. And you always, like, miss the bus, and then you accidentally end up at a fucking, like, mad scientist's house. Stuck doing, in an elevator Doing free labor. Because <laughs> he thought you were a cleaning crew, even though you're nine? I 
can't. That one. Yeah, was stuck in an elevator with the CIA. Okay, hooray! Trick or treat. Oh my god. Okay. Trick. No. <laughs> I invented a game for you. Uh uh-uh. It's called. <clears throat> I took copy from sexist ads from the past, and you have to guess what the ads are for. Yes, I love this game. Okay, here's the first one. The copy reads, you mean a woman can open it? Oh, my God. What do you think that ad's for? It's like a jar of cloths and pickles or something. It's ketchup. (laughs) Fuck, I was close. Ketchup. (laughs) Okay, the next one is... Also, sorry, to be fair, not to be sexist... I can't open ketchup. Like, I need a knife. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Yeah, but men too. That's like, that's a That's universal. Yeah, yeah. Crime. For sure. You know? Yeah. Okay, the next one is, men are better than women. Indoors, women are useful. Even pleasant. On a mountain, they're something of a drag. So, don't go hauling them up a cliff just to show off your insert product here. What's the product? Holy shit. It must be something so far removed from the act of mountain climbing. It must be like a fucking wool sweater or some shit. Oh my god, it's literally a wool sweater. Stop! Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Called Drummond sweaters. They're wool sweaters. I won the game. There's one more, but like that was that was the one I didn't think you would get. I feel like I won the. I feel like that that's, was unbelievable. I can't believe I got that. How did you do that? Well, my instinct was like this is an ad for something that you could use on a mountain, but you could also use inside, and you would. They're trying to convince you not to wear it outside, so it must be a sweater. <laughs> unbelievable. I found. I went through like a whole list of sexist ads, and I put this one in specifically because. I to was fuck like, with me because it's so random. Because I was like, how would you ever get that it's sweaters? Yeah. You have sweaters. to be you'd have to be so tuned in to the sexism. And I can't believe you said wool. <laughs> and not just like a sweater. Like well, I'm that's floored. also because I assumed that that was an older ad. And yeah, they it was. they yeah, they don't they only they used to make sweaters out of wool more frequently. <laughs> Unbelievable! I that was. I did a lot of deducing in that thirty seconds. You did. You took a lot of. I was like, it's an old ad, so all right, yeah, all in the right direction. Very impressive. Okay, now watch me. Now watch me dick this other obvious household one. This one. This one's pretty easy. Okay, sooner or later, your your wife will drive home one of the best reasons for owning this product. Women are soft and gentle, but they hit things. <laughs> oh my god! Is it like a get like something that gets dense out of your car? No. Um, paint. Um, I'm just like that's what bumpers are for. But maybe <laughs> the sexist ad is right. I don't know. Um, wait, what product would help you with when women crash your car into things? Is it is it an is it automotive related? Yeah, and it's not like paint for your bumper or something no i really do i really actually don't know it's for a volkswagen car oh it's the whole car it's the whole car the rest of the copy reads if your wife hits something in a volkswagen it doesn't hurt you very much (laughs) vw parts are easy to replace and cheap a fender comes off without dismantling half the so car. So it was an ad for a bumper. It was an ad for the whole car. <laughs> but basically just to sell a bumper. Yeah. She can jab the hood, graze the door, or bump off the bumper. It may make you furious, but it won't make you poor. Listen, as someone who has dated three different men who drove Volvos, that's true. Yeah. Because I opened their door into the curb probably 500 <laughs> times. and <laughs> That's their fault. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But, and it was always fine. So I'm just going to throw out that, I'm going to throw this out there and say that ad is actually right. It's sexist, but it, Volvos will but not. it's not wrong. They don't get <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. All right. Trick or treat. <clears throat> Trick or treat. Trick I'm sorry. Number one. I cannot get over the fact that you got wool sweaters. <laughs> but, but not, we're but not a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you were in the right direction. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't. I I thought that the ad precluded itself from being about cars because it was like, oh, she's gonna drive home the reason you need this product. 
Yeah, she's gonna drive home. She's literally gonna drive it home. She, but you didn't say, but but the ad doesn't say she's gonna drive home the product. It says she's gonna drive home the reason she needs it. So I thought it was yeah. gonna fix the it's car. She's sooner about to or later, out. your wife will drive home one of the best reasons for owning a Volkswagen. Got it. Okay. Trick number one is called "What do you think the Ten Commandments are?" Oh my god! Great. <laughs> because I feel like you had to learn them, and so you probably I know did. them. But I want to see how well you remember them. I don't know them. <laughs> okay, great. Go ahead. Okay, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Okay, uh, yes, that is one of them. Literally, I that covet thy neighbor's wife is one. Um, the version I have says thou shalt not covet, but I believe it's covet thy, thy neighbor's wife, and I think this one is watered down. Okay, thou shalt not um, kill. That is one. Thou shalt not lie. Actually, not one. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that okay. You know what? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you that because it's "Thou shalt not bear false witness," which is basically lying. You know what? My brain was thinking something in that, like that cadence, but I yeah. haven't figured out the words yet. Yeah. Okay. Thou shalt not uh, take the Lord's name in vain. Yes. Um, what is that? Three. That's four. Oh, okay. Uh, thou shalt not steal. Correct. Um, thou shalt not uh, worship a false idol. Close. It's not Wor- phrased that way. But it's like, don't worship another god, basically. Right? There is, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, this is the limit of my knowledge. Seven. Ten commandments. Okay, so. You're in the home stretch. Wait, I'm at seven already? Mm-hmm. Did I get two There's just only now? ten of them. How many do I have? You said, thou shalt not covet, thou shalt okay. not bear false witness, thou shalt okay. not steal, thou mm-hmm. shalt not kill, mm-hmm. thou shalt not take the name of thy Lord of the Lord thy God in vain. That's mm-hmm. five. Uh, sorry, six. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Okay, so I'm at six. Yeah, but I'm going to give you a hint because the one that you just said, you actually merged two of them. Oh. So you got, and then so when you rephrased it, you leaned more toward one. So there's another so there's, one that's... Mm-hmm. There's one that is about false idols, and there's Basically. one about having another god. Yes. And I do not know the phrasing, but I know that that's the general vibe. Yeah. Do you want to take a stab at the phrasing? Of the false idol one? Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not... I mean, I, w- no, I have no idea. Make unto thee any graven image. <laughs> that's dumb. Just say false idols, you ding-dong. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, you have okay. three more. Okay. Let's see. What's bad? Um, <laughs> what is bad? <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, One murder. of them is like so random that I would never think of it. And two of them you're going to laugh that you didn't think of. Listen, we don't know that I, I'm not going to think of them yet. I mean, yeah, if you don't get them. Um, okay, I have lying, I have stealing, I have murder. <laughs> Is cheating on there? No. Thou shalt not... Um, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, cheating in a... Yeah, thou shalt not commit adultery as one. Oh, yeah. Great. Perfect. Did you mean cheating, like, on a test? No. Um, okay. I can't believe adultery is, like, on the the list of the big I know. I, I know. feel like we should have other priorities. I know. Like, how did that okay. even make the list? Is one of them, thou shalt not um, have an electoral college. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, okay, I got cheating. Okay, lying, stealing, stealing, cheating. Um, I'll give you a hint. The other two are not thou shalt nots. Which I shouts? feel like I feel yeah I mean they're essentially shouts but they don't say that but I think it's weird that all of love the thy neighbor right um that is not on a list that I have what is love thy neighbor then is that, that is just a, like a that thing is a Christian thing say? yeah right yeah that it's is like a Christian that and thing. the golden rule yeah I associate those but I guess they're not ten commandments okay I fucking I should know this I spent so many years in fucking Sunday school, but I was really only there because we got to make pretzels twice a year. Yeah, love thy neighbor as thyself is a is it from is Matthew twenty two thirty six. That means nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> Two more. Um, okay, but they're shouts basically. <laughs> well, yes, they're things you should do, but they don't say thou shalt. Okay, here's my thing: is that like I feel like Christianity has gotten so 
bastardized that at this point, all of the shalt nots are basically shouts. Yeah. I think it's weird that the Ten Commandments are all things you're not supposed to do and not things that you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like... Yeah. Just feels very negative to me. It's just like negative vibes. I just feel like the vibes on the Ten Commandments are like super (laughs) negative. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you have this slab of stone that you brought down from the mountain, and I feel like the vibe is like really negative. And you spent so much time carving it, like, and you had to make them all into thou shalt nots. Like, why, why, why? Like, why, why? You can just like reframe it. Why, why, why would you do that? <laughs> why don't we reframe it? Um, okay. Um, uh, fuck. Two shouts. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Respect that your mother or something? Honor thy mother and father. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm rooting for you. It's a really weird one. Is it like, don't disrupt the vibe? Basically. Is it really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> you could argue that. Um, is it like, never go to a second location <laughs> with... <laughs> you got I one need more a, guess. I need a tiny hint. Um, it revolves around like a, a I guess a tradition, you, would, you could say. A tradition. Yeah. Something about breaking bread? No, it's about like honoring a certain day. Oh, the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Is honoring the Sabbath? Yeah, it's remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, a.k.a. Sunday fun day. Don't set, mess up the vibe. <laughs> oh, my God. So the vibe was right. You were right. It, it is. It is. Don't get don't do bad I vibes never, on Sunday fun day. No bad I vibes. Never, I never would have gotten that. No work vibes on Sunday fun day. Unbelievable. I love it. That was like a fun brain challenge for me. I, yeah, I like that one. Because I tried I like to guess that. them before I looked at them, and I only got like six. Is this the yeah. last one? I have two more. Okay, so my last one is the last one, and then you're, yeah, got it. Okay, trick okay. or treat. Treat. Yay. <laughs> Here's my treat. It's a list of ten things I love about you. Oh, that's so nice. Wait, is it yeah. nice? Yes. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Okay. One, you're funny. Aww. Two, you're brilliant. I, Three, I know. you're kind. Aww. Four, you're always learning and challenging yourself. I like that. Five, you teach me things and push me to be better. Six. This is so nice. Stop None of mine are this get, nice. Don't even worry about it. It gets better. Six, you are strong, but not in a like strong female lead way that's <laughs> annoying and pedantic. In a way that's like... You get through shit and you let yourself learn and grow from it and let it make you better. And that is inspirational. Inspirational. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm you so invented tired. a word for me. I did. Um, number seven, your cat. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? Number eight, you are creative and talented. Thank you. Number nine, I love that with you, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I love that with you, I know that I have a partner in life for anything and everything, and I never have to worry about losing this, and it's the safest I've felt in a relationship, platonic or otherwise, in my whole life, and I'm so, so, so grateful to have that kind of stability. You make me feel safe and loved. Thank you. You're my best friend. Oh, my God. I'm going <laughs> to cry. Why is that so I am I number love you 10. so much. Wait for number 10. Is it remember the Sabbath day to keep it no. holy? <laughs> it's that you're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's like the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. Why I'm are you crying. such a good friend? Because I'm tired all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I wish uh, I had known that we were like writing really nice like made of honor speeches. I would have okay, written you something. but your other treats were friends trivia and BuzzFeed quiz, so. That's fair. Listen, you showed you love me by reading me Mary-Kate and Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad this one was like at the, toward the end because what if that had been first? It would have just I like. Know, thank God. I would never have lived up to it. I wouldn't Aww. have lived up to it. Thank you. I oh, have so you. much sincere gratitude for you. No, and you can't also that. say it because I'll and, cry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad that you're my best friend. Stop, and, and I'm yours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yours. Okay, I'm going to stop, but I love you. I love you. Guys, okay. 
get yourself a real friend. It's kind of like the best thing ever. I just like highly recommend, like 10, 10 out of 10 would recommend. 10 out of 10. Would purchase stars. again. High, very high vibe stuff. My Amazon um, review for you would be like that woman who posted the Amazon review of the leggings of her like falling down, down a hill. <laughs> She's like, they didn't even snag. Yes, I love that. Uh, one of my tr- tricks almost for you was reading a compilation of bad Amazon <gasps> reviews. Oh my God. But they Next were like year. infuriating. Yeah. Next year, done. I'll read yeah. you bad Yelp reviews where yes. it like, clearly wasn't the server's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is my last one. Trick or treat. I still want to say it. I know. Trick or treat. Okay, treat number two. Compliment my costume. Oh my gosh, you look so great. Are you you a ghost? No. What are you? A ghost. (laughs) (laughs) You're very scary. You know those kids where you're just like, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, like I like totals. Yeah, I like totos. <laughs> What's your, you're a very scary zombie. What's your favorite part about being a zombie? I like totals. <laughs> Treat number two is the moon memorial. What? So I bet you didn't know, or maybe you do, that there is a little memorial on the moon. Did not know this. To fallen astronauts. Did not know this. The crew of Apollo 15 secretly commissioned a little figurine of a fallen astronaut how so <laughs> it's like a couple inches tall. Oh my God. So prior to his Apollo 15 lunar mission, astronaut David Scott met with Belgian painter and printmaker Paul Van Hoydonk at a dinner party. <sighs> his last name is amazing. I'm Dutch and I shouldn't be laughing at it, but it's funny. <laughs> it was there agreed that Van Hoydonk would create a small statuette for Scott to place on the moon. Um, Scott's purpose was to commemorate those astronauts and cosmonauts who had lost their lives in the furtherance of space exploration. And he designed and separately made a plaque listing 14 American and Soviet names. Van Hoedonk was given a set of design specifications. The sculpture was to be lightweight, but sturdy, capable of withstanding the temperature extremes of the moon. It could not be identifiably male or female, nor of any identifiable ethnic group. According to Scott... It was agreed that Van Hoydonk's name would not be made public to avoid commercial exploitation of the U.S. government space program. Scott got permission from top NASA management prior to the mission to take the statue on board his spacecraft, but did not disclose it publicly until a post-mission press conference, and they basically snuck it onto the moon. Oh, From the NASA logs, David Scott said... We made a plaque for all the astronauts and cosmonauts that had been killed and a little figurine, a fallen astronaut, and we put it right by the rover. You can see it in the picture, and he lists what picture it is. That was just a little memorial in alphabetical order. In relative terms, we had both lost a lot, and interestingly enough, we didn't lose any more after that until Challenger. That's what I was doing when I said I was cleaning up behind the rover. Jim knew what I was doing. We thought we'd recognize the guys that made the ultimate contribution. Most, Im- but most importantly, when I was learning this story, oh, sorry. So yeah. Okay. So when I was reading about this story, I learned that there are a couple people missing from the plaque. It's missing two cosmonauts because at the time the Soviets were so secretive about their space program that no one actually knew about them. Um, and Apollo 15 was in 1971. So at the time that when they made the list, they literally didn't know that there were two other fallen cosmonauts who the Soviets had been like secretive about their deaths. But then I also learned that there was some controversy because people felt that the first black astronaut ever, Robert Lawrence should be on the plaque, even though he never got to go to space. And because on challenger, no, he was, he was uh, an astronaut before the plaque was taken to the moon in 1971 but I'm going to tell you his story because I think it's really cool. Robert Lawrence was hired to be a part of the team for the Manned Orbiting Laboratory, which was a joint project of the U.S. Air Force and the National Reconnaissance Office to obtain high-resolution photographic imagery of America's Cold War adversaries. Oh, mm-mm. Authorized in August of 1965, the MOL program envisioned a series of mini space stations in low polar Earth orbit, occupied by two-man crews for 30 days at a time, launching and returning to Earth aboard modified Gemini capsules. 
Lawrence was a highly accomplished pilot with 2,500 flying hours, 2,000 in jets, and earned a PhD in physical chemistry from Ohio State University. The only selected MOL astronaut with a doctorate. While serving, I know. While serving as an instructor for another pilot practicing landing techniques which were later used in the space shuttle program, Robert Lawrence perished in a crash of an F-104 Starfighter supersonic jet on December 8th, 1967. And he was, like, flight instructing someone, teaching them, like, these this really, like, crazy landing, basically called flares. And he, the pilot who was in training pulled up too late, and they crashed, and they <gasps> both they both died. Um Former NASA Administrator Charlie Bolden recalled that Lawrence was involved in the development of the maneuver that would become a critical part of space shuttle landing techniques called flare. After the Nixon administration canceled the MOL program in June of 1969, seven of the younger MOL astronauts, uh, all under 35, transferred to NASA, and since Lawrence was in that age group, it's virtually certain that he would have transferred. All in that group flew on the space shuttle in the 1980s. Oh, my God. A concerted effort during the 1990s to overcome bureaucratic barriers over the definition of an astronaut resulted in Lawrence receiving proper, if belated, recognition. In September of 1997, in tribute to his outstanding accomplishments as an American space pioneer, the crew of the space shuttle Atlantis carried his MOL mission patch into orbit during the STS-86 mission. (laughs) The flown patch was presented to his widow. Oh On December 8th, 1997, the 30th anniversary of his death, Lawrence's name was engraved in the Astronauts Memorial Foundation Space Mirror at Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex, which honors astronauts who made the ultimate sacrifice for their space programs. 20 years later, on the 50th anniversary of his death, NASA leaders honored Lawrence in a ceremony attended by hundreds. KSC director Bob Cabana said, Major Lawrence was, a, was truly a hero. He took the first step setting the stage for what was to come. I love that. So that's the story of the first ever black astronaut. And how fucking cool is he? That's so cool. Yeah. I love space. Me too. I love black people. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. We're so cool. I also love space and black people. That was really great. I loved that. Yay. I love black astronauts. Last one. You ready? Trick or treat. Trick! No. It is a, a few gross recipes from the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm excited. That I compiled for you. The first one is called 7-Up in Milk! Exclamation oh, point. I hate that. <laughs> Here's the directions. Mix chilled 7-Up and cold milk in equal parts by pouring the 7-Up gently into the milk. Do not stir. The 7-Up adds a light and delicate flavor, making a delicious blended food drink. (laughs) Mothers know that this is a wholesome combination. Cheese food product. It is. It's so upsetting. The addition of 7-Up gives milk a new flavor appeal that especially pleases children. Okay, no, that's false, but yeah. So that's 7-Up in milk. Okay, I hate the next that. one. So I went through a lot of these, and I did not mean to pick two milk-based ones, but for some <laughs> reason, I found two milk-based ones. The next one is called Milk Chicken. No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so for six to eight people, you need two small roasting chickens. Bold to, Im- like, to assume that I have that many friends who want to eat milk chicken. Oh, Absolutely. That you have that many friends Or that many friends at all, yeah, for sure. Let alone who want to eat milk chicken. Right. Although I think that milk chicken is probably a dish that you don't tell them about beforehand. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Where you're like, come over for dinner. You're and like, then you're trick. like, here's milk chicken trick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two small roasting chickens, two stalks of celery, two and a half cups of water, seasoning, it does not specify what seasoning. Why wouldn't they write this recipe with one of each thing and then just say double it for more people? Why would you write it as two chickens and two of each thing? I don't have an answer And what for you. seasoning? It just, it doesn't say. It says okay. seasoning. Two tablespoons of flour, one and a quarter cups of milk, two tablespoons of butter, and one egg yolk. Oh my for God. The, for the garnish. What do you cook it? Just Kim? wait. Okay. For the garnish, you need 
one to two hard-boiled eggs, and <laughs> cooked mixed vegetables. Does not specify which vegetables Ooh, or how they're cooked. This. I hate this. It gets worse. And one to two bananas. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, it's step one. hard pass. Put the whole chickens into a pan. Add diced celery, water, and seasoning, <laughs> which I think probably means salt. Salt, yeah. Two, bring to boil. This is gross if you're a vegetarian, which I know you are, but bring to boil. Remove any scum from the top of the liquid. Oh, I'm going to throw. <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. I'm not a vegetarian. It's gross to me. Cover pan, lower heat, simmer gently. Allow 45 minutes for jointed chicken. Oh, that's if you put two in the same pan. No. They, that's or what they instructed it me says, to do. Okay, so it says one, put the whole chickens or joint them if pan is not sufficiently large. And I don't know what that means. But jointing, I think, I think, is when you remove the when you like, like wings break and legs them off and at stuff. the joints. Yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. Until tender but unbroken. Lift onto hot dish. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Three, blend flour with half the milk, stir into the stock, and cook until thickened. Four, add the butter and the egg blended with the remainder of the milk and cook gently, in all caps, Mm. without boiling for several minutes. Not a specific number of minutes, just several Several? Five, strain some of the sauce over the birds, then garnish with the sliced... No, <laughs> it's more of a like it's like two steps before a roux. Yeah, correct. You're you're exactly right. Yes. So strain some of the sauce over the birds, then garnish with the sliced hard-boiled egg, bananas, and vegetable. And here are the suggestions. Why do they call to it ser- birds? Because it was the fifties. To serve. With the rest of the sauce and mashed potatoes. To vary, serve with cooked macaroni instead of potatoes. Add a little cream and sherry to the sauce at stage four. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay. And then the last recipe I have for you. I'm going to read you the direct copy, but it's a recipe for hot Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Which is a real thing that they tried to market. Okay, here's the copy for this ad. A cup of good cheer. That's Dr. Pepper served hot. It's deliciously different. Easy to prepare. Just heat Dr. Pepper or diet Dr. Pepper in a saucepan until steaming hot. Then pour over a thin slice of lemon. If you're dreaming of happy holidays, join the proud crowd and enjoy... Hot Dr. Pepper. I have so many thoughts. So the they first capitalized thing is... the H. Just I just <laughs> want to let you know they capitalized the H like it was its own product. <laughs> this is my thing about that. So the guys who had to write the ad copy for this were like, "What if we try to market Hot Dr. Pepper?" And they were like, "Okay, I'm with you. Roll with me here. What does it have going for it? It's different. It's easy." <laughs> It's, they didn't even say You can make things. it at home. They just... In a saucepan. And <gasps> it only requires one other ingredient, which is you pour Heat. it over <laughs> oh, yeah. a slice of lemon. Not like put it in a cup with a slice of lemon or like squeeze a lemon into it. You pour it over <laughs> a slice of lemon. But but if you're... If the first thing that as an ad... Like if you're fucking Don Draper and you walk in there and the first thing you have... The only thing you have to pitch is that it's different. You're in fucking trouble, sir. But I think they did it. And also the ad, it's like those like 50s illustrated ads. But it looks like... A, it's like how you make a hot toddy basically like it looks like a hot toddy but i right. but so you they have, tell you to put you alcohol know, in it no but, but everything looks like, like a hot toddy it. you can put whatever you want so in i think a hot they Dr. assume Pepper. that you're gonna put whiskey in it because the 50s because the 50s because i think they were drinking straight whiskey while they were writing this ad oh, copy sure, yeah 
They were like, yeah, everyone understands that you just put, I don't know whether New Yorkers, but. Was that, is that what you would call that accent? I don't know. I'm very <laughs> tired and I hit my head very hard today. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. It was like Looney Tunes where mm. they like run into the like fake train yes. tunnel. Yeah. And they just like stand there, stick straight and like vibrate a little yes. bit. Yeah. <laughs> so my brain's a little fuzzy. You're a little fuzzy. And we trick-or-treated. We did trick-or-treat. I love to trick-or-treat. I love that stuff. Happy Quarren-ween. Happy Quarren-ween. I hope that everyone enjoyed it. I did. (laughs) But it was also tailored specifically to my interests. (laughs) I cried three times. (laughs) I hope that everyone else enjoyed it as much as we did. I love Quarren-ween. And thank you for listening. Go follow us. Go check out that Goosebumps book. Uh, There are so many goodies. Um, Happy Halloween. (gasps) Happy Halloween. I know that it's garbage. This is theoretically dropping on Halloween. So stay, yeah, stay inside. (laughs) And if you can't be inside, wear a mask. And if you, and then go home after work. (laughs) Don't go out, please. (laughs) And you know what? I was thinking today that next year it's on a Sunday. So... We're all just going to turn up on Saturday night anyway. Okay, great. Oh, do you know that it's a full moon and it's daylight savings? I know both of those things. I saw it rise. Also, Mars is really visible where we are. Nice. And by that, I mean when I was up in the dregs of Santa Clarita. (laughs) Yeah. But Mars is like right behind the moon. That's dope. So if you see an orange dot behind the moon in L.A. tonight, it's yeah. Mars. And Mercury's in Gatorade, so everyone be extra oh careful. Communication <laughs> especially. Listen, it's hitting my life really hard. I know. You did run face first into the open trunk of a car today. So um, thanks, everybody. We love you. Thank you. We love you. We will see you soon. Well, that's Happy not true, ween. but we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> You'll you hear can't us see soon. us. Yeah, you, you'll hear us soon. <laughs> Thanks, Happy everybody. Ween. Fuckle the buck up. Stay in your lane. We don't know. Ween smooches. Twick a tweet. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, podcast listener, do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.